0: how we capture the, 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 the true potential of partnership for international development before they were even written in the Sustainable Development Goals 2030. You. I can see me I'll be the eyes So that I just can be This is
1: another episode of a special series called Enough for All. Of the podcast Walk, Talk, Listen. This series sheds light on 75 years of an NGO called CWS. My name is Miklos Blum, and I welcome you to another episode of
0: Walk, Talk, Listen.
1: This is another episode of the special series, in for All, of the podcast, Walk, Talk, Listen. And I'm really delighted with uh, today's guest, who will introduce himself. Martín, please go
0: ahead. My name is Martín Correa. I am the Regional Director for Latin America and the Caribbean region with, uh, for Church World Service.
1: Okay. Martín, you're, you're working for uh, Church World Service for a number of years now. How many exactly?
0: I started uh, right before nine eleven in two thousand one.
1: Okay, and before you started working for CWS, had you heard about CWS already before?
0: Not really, not really. Uh, in in Latin America, the National Council of Churches was uh, uh, had more name recognition because of the. American Protestant churches solidarity during the 70s and 80s. So, mm-hmm. in in many in many countries and part of the region, the the National Council of Churches was the, the entity that was recognized. CWS until 2001 was a, a unit of the National Council of Churches doing disaster response and some development assistance. And I and I was not that familiar with. Mainline Protestant you know uh, war in general, so I was ecumenist by heart mm-hmm. and values, but uh, didn't come to CWS, yeah, from my faith background, yes, but not from a church background.
1: Mm-hmm. so t- so tell me how how um, how did your work with CWS start?
0: It started uh, the first four years out of the New York City office. Um, CWS was just had just separated institutionally, administratively, from the National Council of Churches, and I was part of the new unit created called Social and Economic Development, Social and Economic Development. Uh, back then, the division between disaster response and development was uh, very big, you know, there was like two different words. In these 20 years, the two really became closer and more integrated because of climate change, because of disaster, I mean, because of a lot of learning from both sides from the development side and from the humanitarian side you know the barriers and the walls between development and emergency response became more uh, porous but i started working for social and economic development in latin america it was very different from today relationship was very important it was very relational relationship was very important uh, both for partners and for cws context also very important that's how how it started so it took a lot of time it, it, it took a lot of time to to understand um back then in 2001 there was uh, much very little registry or record or policies or you know written documentation you know mm-hmm. uh, than today I mean, today, CWS today is a, it's an organization that reads more, writes more, mm-hmm. you know, which is good.
1: And t- tell a little bit about your own background, what you studied, and what, was your, what were you asked to do? I mean, I understand you were a part of the Social Economic Development Desk, SAD, right? Um, but what were you exactly asked to do?
0: I was asked, well, my background is I I went to law school in Argentina. I'm from, I'm Argentinian. I went to law school. I mean, I first, I I had a Jesuit education uh, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I went to the Jesuit school here. Then went to public university, to the law school. I graduated as a lawyer, working in state-level government uh, here in Argentina, in Congress. And then I went to the United States for, uh, to pursue graduate studies in public administration and nonprofit administration at New York University. And I graduated from NYU, and basically I, I, I applied for, for this position with CWS. Basically, back in 2001, I was asked to coordinate a team. You know, CWS had staff had um, three or four in, in three different locations in the region I, I had to I was asked to coordinate that team support that team this is the way how I understood my, my task I understood my task as convert a list of grants based on trust and relations and history convert a list of grants good grants supporting greater organizations doing great work into a regional program, cohesive, coherent, you know, contextualized, you know, so that shift from supporting projects to really be a partner in development, you know, with our partner where CWS is not the main character or the main actor but we, we play a unique supportive role. So basically, I understand my role in the first few years was to migrate from supporting a couple dozens great, amazing organizations to build regional goals, create communities of work with those partners you know, based on affinity, based on common strengths and areas of interest. You know, this can kind of do a 2.0 or even a 3.0 version. And as a result, we, most of the partners we continue working together are those partners CWS was working on when I started. So it was not about changing uh, partners, but basically working with them in a new way of uh, collaboration.
1: And if, you, if I ask you to uh to share with me one anecdote or a, an experience of that particular time, you know, that maybe is, is uh, a good example of, you know, issues that you had to deal with or the things that you've learned. What is the story that you would share with me?
0: The first mistake, tra- I, I spend a lot of time traveling. The first mistake I did traveling was in Puerto Rico. I went to visit our staff in Puerto Rico, uh, flew in, and out of Puerto Rico I didn't see the sea I didn't see it was an actual island I was so focused I mean it was a schedule fly schedule thing but I was so focused on the on the task that I missed I think that that was a perfect example of how you can meet you can miss what is important what is really important which of course is not the the sea or the beach but it's the context the situation You understand, when I started, I was, in fact, coordinator not only for Latin America and the Caribbean, but for Europe. Back in 2001, CWS had an office in Bosnia, in Bosnia, that was, we were kind of at the the end of the Balkan war response. So the Balkan, we had a, a small team in Bosnia supervised by the emergency response program of George War service and when i started that program that office and program was in the process of migrating from disaster response to long-term development and i did my first trip to that lasted only for a year or so um, my first trip to the balkans marked me forever you know i think it was in two, late 2001 and it was traveling with our team in, in Bosnia and uh, um, seeing firsthand, you know, what neighbor against neighbor looks like. And what and how in the name of God sometimes, you know, one neighbor turn on the other neighbor and see the destruction of one house damaged one every other house damage just because of politics or ethnic conflict or religious conflict or a combination of the above, what caused? I mean, that, that, that is a type of, of conflict. In, in Latin America, we are used to other type of terrible conflict, okay? okay. But the way I experienced in that first trip to the Balkan, um, internal conflict, conflict within, uh, neighbors and friends, you know, until yesterday, that marked me uh, forever.
1: And and what did uh, CWS do about that particular situation? And is, that, and is that what they did or what we did as an organization ex, you know, an example of how we work and how we go about
0: situations? Well, I think that, you know, we lead by example, we do what we preach and we don't preach a lot. You know, I think CWS is one of those agencies that if you want to understand CWS, see what we do you know, see us at work, how we promote reconciliation, integration, real inclusion, how we make development or disaster assistance um, inclusive to everybody, how we really make the most, the most to reach last at the end of the line, you know, and to leave no one behind, and how much because of our faith and principles, we embrace everybody and we are ready to listen you know, and to work with everybody. If it's for the common good, for the greater good. So I, I think the, what I learned there is that that's what we do. We, we are profoundly rooted in faith. We are not shy about the faith-based nature of church work service. At the same, but in today's world, where religion can be both part of the problem and part of the solution, we do everything, you know, we can to be part of the solution and not to add to the problem, you know, especially with the extra layer of responsibility and accountability as a faith-based organization. Because in every context, country, disaster situation, development situation, you have faith-based actors, organizations doing all kinds of stuff all kind of disaster response, all kinds of humanitarian dis- all kinds of advocacy, all kinds of development assistance. You know. Uh, what I learned, what I learned in the what I what I think I learned in the Balkans, seeing our response there and our work, and then I saw it in, in Asia in a more interfaith you know, context. Um, that we are 100% uh, consistent and coherent with that. Not that we don't make mistakes, but we really take that mandate you know, to serve everybody without favoritism, discrimination, uh, very seriously. And that, that does not create any, any conflict internally. I heard you say a, a couple of minutes ago
1: um, about preaching. We don't preach a lot. Can you, can you clarify that for me, what you mean with that? We don't preach a lot. Is that a good thing or is that a, a bad thing? Or it, it, it just is?
0: I think what I, what I meant to say is that um, it's interesting the difference. Uh, in CWS, it's, interesting, it's important to distinguish the narrative about CWS versus the actual work CWS does. You know, in 20 years, in 20 years, I've been exposed to different kinds of narratives, you know, the world change, you know, the world change, the US change, American churches change, CWS change, and always when there are so many changes in your different contexts or environments, you, you know, readjusting your narrative. It's a way to adapt, to survive, to grow, to strive. You know, so always your narrative, the narrative about yourself, how you present to the world, it's like work in progress. Especially in today's world, in these twenty years, I say Katrina, tsunami, Haiti earthquake, nine eleven, war on terror, HIV/AIDS pandemic, Trump. You know, Plan Colombia. You know, so. All the time, there are things going on in the world that good and bad, climate change, global migration, all the time there are good and bad things that force us to revisit the way we we tell the world who we are, what we do, I think. Um, And CWS is no exception. We have done that and probably we will continue to to try to find the right way to present uh, ourselves, you know to key audiences. Different from that is, so you, while your narratives about yourself may change in response to the context, your core mission, your core work, is much more stable. You know? Your work addressing issues of hunger, poverty, migration, justice, is much more stable. It doesn't change all the... I mean, it has a common feature. You know, you know what I mean? So kind of two different things. What we do and how we talk, what words and categories and framework we use to describe what we do, you know? Both are important, I'm not, this is not a right or wrong, good or bad, I mean, just, uh, and in terms of preaching, um, after 20 years, I, I, yeah, I think CWS is, and I'm proud of that, I, I think we are pretty much very humble, pretty pretty much very humble about how we, How we build a narrative about uh, who we are and what we do. I've seen the work CWS does domestically in the United States, but also globally in different regions. And I think our acts, our programs, what we do speaks, are our best, you know, is the best um, testimony of CWS.
1: You know, I, I, of course, I've I've seen how we work, um, you know, in the different parts of the world. But if you, if there would be a person that has never seen, you know, CWS at work and you're asked to explain that to a person, how how will you do that?
0: We don't like, we don't like this world. I mean, there are many things of today's world that we like and we are thankful for. And there are many things going on in today's world that we don't like and we want to change we don't want and we can't do it alone we don't have the recipe or the silver or the silver bullet the best we can do is to use all, all our talent to find those change makers change makers those communities leaders civil society faith leaders you know that are transforming the world as we speak and work with them assuming that local you know that again that we don't bring the silver bullet or the magic formula to you know all the problems or all the issues or all the places but we are learners you know i mean and 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 basically we we understand the key irreplaceable role that local people local communities local civil society plays you know in fixing you know local problems so When we go to Haiti, for instance, it's not because, or Central America, it's not because we want to fix Haiti for them. Haitians are fixing Haiti, you know? We walk in solidarity with those who are trying to do it, either in a water project, in a food security program, rural, urban program, you know? So um, CWS is about finding the right place, the right moment, the right people where we can make a difference. Acknowledging that we are profoundly human, imperfect, you know, unlimited, but we are 100% committed to the, to the task. So I think what characterized CWS is, is we take the complexity of, of development challenges very seriously, you know, that's why we stay longer than others. And I think that's, other, that's one of the reasons why others stay with CWS so long, because in many agencies like CWS, you, I don't know the average staff rotation, but a common feature, whatever the region of the world you take, is that CWS staff you know, and local teams stay longer. And I think that speaks to a number of factors, but, um, Also also to the fact that development workers, development, you know, practitioners find in CWS something that is not easy to find in other international NGOs, especially, which is the ability to engage long-term, to work with the local community, to support them, you know, to invest in building, you know, healthy relationship, partnership relationship. And, and, And lately, I think CWS is more and more, more and more, Especially in in Latin America and the Caribbean region, it's about the margins, the margins of society. You will find CWS in some of the empty spaces, the the vacant places, you know, where there is not a lot of of attention or concentration of players at the margins. Geographic margins, you know, the Northwest Department of Haiti, the Gran Chaco region of South America, the Atlantic Coast of Nicaragua, or thematic uh, margins of society children experiencing parental incarceration, you know, older people, LGBT, LGBTIQ people you know, in, in places in, in the Gran Chaco. So you will find us, a good way to, talk, to present CWS is where people can find us, and they will find us in some of the most, sometimes remote, but sometimes really, really at the margins, really at the margins, because we are passionate you know, for identifying who needs solidarity, accompaniment, support, technical assistance, long-term, medium-term, you know, capacity building support, and stay there, you know, and stay there and accompany that, you know. Do you think,
1: Martín, if you, if, you, um, if you look back at 75 years, and I know you're part of 20 of those 75, right? Um, Has CWS been successful in, you know, in general, in trying to, you know, play the role that it needs to play, working in those margins, uh, trying to create platforms so that people uh, can be in charge of their own uh, future? That's one question. And then the second, in relation to that, um, you know, what is the role for the next 75 years? Or is there a role? for the next or you know let's say the 10 or, or the next 20 years is there a role in the future for CWS so two two parts
0: the the first question was cws successful in the first 75 years absolutely i have no doubt you know no doubt east west north south you know i honestly have no doubt you know that we have made a difference that we played a role that nobody else played you know that we were up to the task one one unique element of cws is that we provide a unique a unique bridge for american christians and you know to relate to the rest of the world you know to understand the world to to engage in dialogue with the world you know and I think CWS did that a lot over the last 75 years. Um, so I, I think absolutely. I think we were, uh, I think we were successful. we saved lives, we saved lives, we transformed communities. Of course, we made mistakes. Of course, we learned. It's amazing how you see, to see the transformations. The the transformation in methodologies that CWS, as part of the the global ecumenical movement, made even before the United Nations, for instance. How we invested in partnership, uh, how how we capture the the true potential of partnership for international development before they were even written in the Sustainable Development Goals 2030. So, yes, we were, I, I, I honestly feel we were successful. We made, a, we made a, a difference. And across the board, I think for every dollar CWS was entrusted, you know, we multiply it. I don't know for how many times. In terms of local ownership, local mobilization of resources, local capacity building, it's just a model. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think it was, there's no question, looking at the past, we were successful this year we are celebrating 50 years of the CWF response to the to the peru earthquake of 1970 you know the largest disaster in peru history and CWF responded 50 years ago some of the veterans of that response you know i'm in touch with them and it's amazing it's amazing we are part of one family and in terms of the next 75 years we need to do more and be, and we need to be more and better. I think the key word for the 75 for the next 75 years is we need to be more relevant in general. The, the, the ecumenical movement, the, the world needs a stronger, more effective 21st century ecumenical movement, and CWS is part of that. So we need to be courageous, innovative. Uh, Think out of the box, flexible, adaptable, but, you know, we cannot, the only option, relevancy is not an option. We must be relevant, you know, because CWS voice needs to be heard more than before, better than before. And and by, by relevancy, I don't mean that our institutional budget needs to multiply by five, okay? Budget figures are just one of the expressions, but I think we need to assess, you know, uh, as a unity, as an institution, CWS needs to be uh, more relevant. You know, our voice needs to make a difference. We need to lead. You know, CWS is an agency that from the very beginning, we were leaders. We also follow, we also follow, you know, we are followers, we are team players, you know, but there are certain moments where we need to lead and we don't, you know, and we have done it, you know, in, the past, in a disaster response, in a advocacy issue, global advocacy issues. So I think it just, we need to lead, and especially, and for instance, with methodologies, with new working methodologies, you know? You know, it just, um, I think we need 21st century thinking. We cannot use 20th century, Toolbox to fix today's, you know, to engage in, in in 21st century. And I think in general, the aid sector, the humanitarian sector is, is still in some way of transitioning, you know, between log frames and technology, empowerment, diversity, young people.
1: If we look at an organization um, who supports us, uh, our work um especially on uh, you know on an individual and community basis the biggest part of our support still comes from the us um and then but that particular you know the average age of our supporters that's you know 60 and above um and and you were just saying you know um how can we relate better to these younger people how can we do that and um one of the things that at least in this in the west you see is that discussions and how pers- uh, religion and spirituality is perceived that seems to change um and as a result you know maybe that's one of the reasons that uh church world service also has a number of challenges in relating to this younger generation what is your view on that um And and if you are talking about we need to ensure that we, you know, stay relevant, uh, continue to think out of the box. Yeah, how do you put those pieces together? You know, what what is your opinion or what what is your hope there?
0: When I started in CWS in 2001, 2002, I think we, CWS talk about young people back then, you know, and almost 20 years passed. You know, you know, so I think it's just not CWS. I think it's a global phenomenon. It's a Western phenomenon. It's a developed country phenomenon to talk about youth. Youth are consumers, market voters, you know, uh, you know, uh, they said consumers. I mean, there's, everybody wants to understand. Every, everybody wants to get a piece of it, right? Everybody wants to get a piece of it. My, my entry point is a little bit um, personal here. I think there are two things about uh, older people. Life expectancy growth. Today, if today you, have, you are 60, you're young. You know, You can perfectly have 20 years of active physical, political, cultural, spiritual, and economic life in front of you. You know, so part of me thinks that we need to, as part of this um, cycle of life, you know, conversation, we need to revisit how we look at older people, you know, how we need to, how we celebrate them, how th- we take advantage of them, Are they and their wisdom, experience, and, and potential. Because, you know, um, and to understand, I think that, you know, older people are part of the solution. You know, they have so much to offer, you know, so much experience. The side of the youth conversation I think we, we ought to have is uh, about uh, older people. And I think we need to revisit assumptions unlearn learn certain things, unpack certain concepts. Uh, I mean, the United States just elected a president 77 years old. So what are we talking about? If our average donor base is only 60, 60 something, You know, we're blessed. That's number one thing. Celebrate what we have, appreciate what we have, revisit assumptions. And in terms of young people, one thing I most commonly, organizations, private companies, governments, uh, politicians, churches, they want to talk directly to young people. Part of me asks, what if we ask? Their grandparents. I mean, if we have a connection with their grandparents, why don't we ask them? Why don't we ask, why don't we have focus groups of grandparents? Why don't we talk about young people with, with the grandparents, you know, and how they see church affiliation and participation? Is church participation, church attendance the issue, or is a value issue? Because I see a lot of young people that care for the environment, care for their their country, care for, you know, you know, denounce racism, you know, they want, you know, companies that are socially responsible, they don't tolerate abuse of power, they don't take media, you know, everything they they consume. I mean, I, so part of me thinks about what if, what if, if an agency with well-established trust, and connection with the, with the 60 and above you know, age bracket, what if we talk about young people with them based on their own experience? I, I believe in the power of the CWS story, and I believe older people who support CWS can be a, a bridge, a partner, a, an ally in, number one, understanding young people, and second, moving them to action. Moving them to action. When you see the kind of issues that young people, urban young people, you know, in developed countries and especially in the United States care about, or, or a significant portion, are the same issues we are.
1: The last question that I want to ask you, uh, Martín, is what do you like to say or what is your wish for CWS? I, uh,
0: I want to say thank you. The first thing I want to say thank you, I'm Latin American. I believe in a world with, you know, justice, uh, no poverty, no hunger, you know, a world with justice and in peace. So the first thing is to say thank you. Thank you. In terms of what I wish for CWS is to be genuinely um, and proudly American, an expression of American uh, Christianity or Christianity in the United States. You know, you know, in all diversity and contradictions. You know, uh, despite. The, 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 to, you know, the, the present moment of polarization and division, but what I wish to CWS is to be a testimony of unity in service, solidarity with the world, coherence, coherence, you know. CW, I, I hope CWS can embrace, can recommit to global mission, fully aware of its legacy and of its challenges as an American you know, institution. There is a lot of work to do in the United States that Americans need to do um, and will do. So I wish CWS is, you know, is highly, well, I understand CWS will have to be very and, and seriously focused on the internal challenges that the United States is facing and will face to, you know, I'm talking about racial justice, uh, climate justice, citizenship in general, what kind of society they want to be. I hope they can continue, CWS can engage in that challenge and at the same time engage in in global mission with more humility, with more passion, more passion, more humility, you know, and more, more determination. I think we can be, I hope we can be a testimony of of unity, reconciliation. I hope we can find new ways to to reach out to the different, you know, to those that don't have the same positions. We may have in some other issues, but I hope we we don't wait to be called, or we don't wait to be invited, or don't wait for someone else to do it I think it's time to leave destroy every comfort zone we can imagine internal external domestic international revisit and question every comfort zone out there you know and start rebuilding uh, with a smile and with happiness and with happiness you know and with sense of humor and with hope and with hope there's a lot of work to do but we don't need sad faces you know, we need to do it with a smile, with hope, with, you know, certainty that it will be done, not only by us, but with our uh, support and the support of many, many others. So, you know, I wish CWS is in the middle of that.
1: You know, thanks a lot for your, for your insight. I really appreciate it. I I just um, was thinking about one quick, Uh, Last question that I wanted to ask you if you think about one of your colleagues that you have worked with in the last 20 years um, Who would you name as? You know, which one of your colleagues would you name as for for you is kind of the example or the embodiment of what uh, CWS is and Why are you mentioning uh, him
0: or her? Dona there um you know she was director of the she was first head of the disaster response area then of the combined sustainable development humanitarian assistance program because of the kind of person she she was because the kind of leader because the, the kind of professional uh and because because she was transparent honest effective uh committed consistent uh compassionate and uh, because she was um she did something that to this day I find I think it's one of the most difficult things to understand when you are in a coordinating or leadership role that it's not about you it's about the team it's about us you know it's about us, and, about, and it's about how we can do the best Haiti earthquake response we can, or the best food security program we can, you know? Um, and, um, and many people, when they have a leadership position, they think it's all about them, their ideas, their style, their priorities, their way of doing things. Which on the one hand is totally human, acceptable, legitimate, valid, you know, normal. In my experience with Donna, it's um, she was so effective, she was so good, you know, at giving you everything you needed at that particular moment. And I'm thinking in the Haiti earthquake response. I mean, she was my supervisor during the Haiti earthquake response, and to this day, ten years later. There is no month, or there is no disaster of medium size that I I, I don't apply one of the lessons I learned observing Donna. Yeah, she was a model of total of trust and empowerment, you know, to those in the field. With accountability, of course. With accountability, you know, with accountability, that was out of question. But that that made a world of difference. That made a world of difference. And she... um, Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. No, you're welcome. Do you see me? Will you be the eyes so that we all can
1: be? Thank you for listening to Walk, Talk, Listen please check us out on 100mile.org or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to know more about Church World Service, please check out cwsglobal.org. Thank you.